these are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Time for the game preview. 49ers versus Los Angeles Rams. And yeah, it's going to be a little bit different. There's going to be two different quarterbacks at the helm for each one of these offenses. Carson Wentz will be starting for Los Angeles Rams. And Sam Darnold will be starting for the 49ers. I think a lot of people have actually been interested to see what Sam Darnold would look like in the 49ers offense. And initially, he'll probably have some of their big-time weapons. It's expected that Trent Williams is going to start at left tackle, and we'll probably see Debo and Brandon Ayuk early on in this football game. So he's going to have weapons to work with early. And for Carson Wentz, he's still going to have Puka Nakua. He's still going to have Tutu Atwell. He's going to have Demarcus Robinson. So he's going to have some talent to work with as well. Now, throughout this game, players are going to filter in and out. And we're going to start seeing some young players as the 49ers and Rams look to rest some of their guys. And that's when it's going to get real interesting. We're going to get a, a clear idea of how these teams look depth-wise and who they can count on when they get to the playoffs. So there's a lot to play for this game, even though as far as uh, the 49ers, it's pretty meaningless as far as record-wise, positioning in the playoffs. It doesn't matter to them at all. It would be their 13th consecutive victory against the NFC West, which would be very very impressive sweeping the West for two straight years is definitely something they would like to do. And anytime you play a football game, whether it's meaningless to your record or not, you want to win. And the 49ers want to win this game. And they have guys who are going to be playing and playing some of their biggest snaps of the season. They're going to want to impress. They want to show the team that they're capable, that they can step in in case they're needed. But they also want to show the rest of the league who they are just in case they're going to have an opportunity to play elsewhere. But let's look at it. It's a rivalry. These two teams like to beat each other, and you have two coaches who understand what the other one likes to do. Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are two of the best offensive minds in the entire league. They're going to come out here, and they're going to run the football, and they're going to throw the football around. It's going to be a fun game to watch, and I'm curious which quarterback's going to have the better game. Uh, both these quarterbacks are looking for opportunities next year to start, and both have started multiple years in the league. So the expectation is with a good performance, they might just be able to flip the script and get a position somewhere around the league. Because let's be honest, there's not 32 really great quarterbacks in this league. So there's going to be opportunities for Sam Darnold and for Carson Wentz as long as they can show how much they've grown. For Sam Darnold, he's been in the perfect situation, playing with Kyle Shanahan in this great offense. Now that he's been through a full season, he definitely understands the ins and outs and will be able to uh, make all the reads that he needs to make. Whether he executes or not, that's a different story. That's what we want to find out in this matchup. But in this game preview show, we're going to go through the game, key matchups on offense, key matchups on defense, what those quarterbacks need to show. Uh, we're going to get into some wild, that's bold predictions, and then pick the winner of this game because even though it may not mean a lot for the 49ers, the Rams, seeding-wise, it still means a lot for them. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on the push for 5K. And if you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give it a five-star rating. And if you're going to bet this weekend on the NFL, 
why not bet with Bet Online? With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So I like to start on offense, but first off, I want to go through uh, players for the 49ers offense that aren't going to be out there. And really, it's pretty minuscule as far as offensive weapons that are going to be missing compared to defense. Of course, Brock Purdy will not be playing in this game, and that's the biggest one. Uh, but then his MVP running candidate in CMC won't be out there either. So the 49ers will be relying on Elijah Mitchell. They will be relying on Jordan Mason to pick up the lion's share of the carry. So that's exactly what the offense is going to look like. Ross Dwelly's also out. He's been out for several weeks with the uh, ankle injury. And for the Rams, they're going to be missing Aaron, Don- Aaron Donald. So big defensive cog missing, which could make it easier for Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason to be able to carry the football. The good news for the 49ers on offense, John Feliciano looks like he's going to play. Listed as questionable with the back, but uh, he's been trending in the right direction with practice. Galen Moore uh, cleared concussion protocol, and he will be capable of playing. And as of the time of recording, Jawan Jennings is questionable and looking to clear concussion protocol. He had one stage left. It's optimism that he will be able to do it. Ray Ray McLeod is going to be out there. He's going to be activated from the IR. That will happen here pretty quick. And then Trent Williams will play as well. So that's going to play a big big uh, factor in the 49ers ability to run the football consistently against Los Angeles Rams. And that's my key matchup in this. You've got a backup quarterback in Sam Darnold stepping in for his first start of the season. You need to make sure you can run the ball consistently. And that's a tried and true method for this 49ers offense in general. They like to run the ball more than they pass. And that's always worked out for them because it sets up so much. You can run your play action scheme off of it. You can get a little RPO action going. Uh, but just getting that run game going, get this offensive line clicking, it really sets into motion the 49ers' mindset of attack, of being physical at the point of attack, of uh, dominating in the trenches. So 49ers are going to be looking to do that in this game, and they're going to have the opportunity because they're rushing for over 140 yards, 141 yards per game for the 49ers. And you look over at the Rams, they give up 105. The Rams' run defense has been pretty good this year. 105 is not bad. The problem is they're going to be without their best run defender in Aaron Donald. So uh, this is going to be an opportunity for the 49ers to run the football. Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason are definitely equipped and able to do it. We just saw Elijah Mitchell last week. He looked really good. Elijah Mitchell coming off injury. He got a lot of carries in place of Christian McCaffrey, who went out with the string calf. And what we saw was a running back that looked back to form. Back to 2021, he looked explosive. His vision was there. He was getting vertical as soon as he possibly could. And that's the name of the game. That's what Bobby Turner taught him in his first season was the first instance you can get vertical, get vertical. Yeah, he could be greedy, bounce some things outside, and there may be bigger yards out there sometimes. But the fact that he was able to get vertical – was a definite difference from him and McCaffrey. McCaffrey does stretch things a little bit further, 
but that's because McCaffrey has the ability to stop on a dime, change direction, and make things happen. McCaffrey's just different. With Elijah Mitchell, he's a north and south runner all the time. He can run the outside zone uh, and get to the outside if needed, but really he's a guy that wants to get vertical, get his shoulders going downhill, and run straight downhill uh, with physicality and with purpose. And that's the same thing for Jordan Mason. Uh, Jordan Mason wants to do the same thing. Jordan Mason's speed uh, makes his outside zone running ability a little bit lesser than Elijah Mitchell, uh, but it's pretty equivalent. When he gets downhill and he gets vertical, he's tough to bring down. The four years are going to bring a physical attitude to this game, a bully ball mentality, and a goal is going to be to rush for over 140 yards in this game. You want to take over this game on the ground. You want to establish the run game, take the pressure off of Sam Darnold, put the pressure on the Rams to creep defenders into the box, make it an eight-man box, and then that will open things up for Darnold with one less defender uh, to be able to cover some of these receivers. And early on in the game, we're probably going to see Ayuk and Debo. But as this game progresses, it's going to fall on Ray McLeod, hopefully Jawan Jennings. Uh, these guys are going to have to make plays, and we're going to get to see young guy like Ronnie Bell. So uh, 49ers definitely want to get the run game going because if you get the run game going, it's going to help everything else on your football team. And part of the what you're trying to do in this game is get Sam Darnold comfortable. Get him in a rhythm. So it's going to be about getting the run game going and then hitting some very timely precision passes, allowing him to take three-step drops, get rid of the football. Five-step drop, get rid of the football. It's got to be a lot about timing. It's got to be a lot about getting the ball in his hands and out of his hands as quickly as possible, making the reads very defined. Once Sam Darnold gets into a rhythm, then you're going to have the opportunity to kind of take some shots because as the 49ers run game is established and as the Rams have to commit their linebackers to stopping the run and they have to bring an extra guy into the box, it will open a void over the middle of the field where you can get the ball to your playmakers. And that's exactly what the 49ers want. But it has to start with that 49ers run game and then you can get the play action going and get Sam Darnold into a rhythm. Because once you get those guys going in the middle of that field, then you can start taking advantage of some of the matchups in the passing game that you want to take advantage of. You know, whether that is your wide receivers against some of the corners of the Rams, including Akilah Witherspoon, uh, you can find some matchups that you like on the outside. There are some good ones that you can find and exploit. But also, you want to work Elijah Mitchell against the linebackers of the Rams. Elijah Mitchell has an advantage. He's still good at catching the football in the backfield. So getting him those one-on-one -on -one matchups you normally carve out for Christian McCaffrey is going to be exciting in this game. I want to see what Elijah Mitchell looks like at this point in his career after the injuries, creating space and creating separation against linebackers. In 2021, during that playoff run, the 49ers really turned to Elijah Mitchell in the passing game, and he had some very successful catches and some big-time plays over the middle of the field. So I'm looking for the 49ers to kind of go that direction and see what they can do with Elijah Mitchell. I do believe also, because the 49ers only have one fullback, we're going to see a lot of Kyle Juszczyk. And Kyle Juszczyk is also somebody I could see getting involved in this game plan, becoming a matchup problem. And let's be honest, they just kind of ignore Kyle Juszczyk a lot. Now, I take into account that Kyle Shady had talked about this being a vanilla kind of game. means you're running your base offense. But the Rams know what you do as far as base stuff anyways. So you can still run a lot of your counters. 
You can run a lot of your uh, plays where you're going to bring guys back against the formation. Um, they've seen the reverses to Debo. You can run those with Ronnie Bell or with Ray Ray McLeod. You can have those types of plays involved in your offense because they're more staple plays. For other offenses, those might be surprises, things they hold back. For the 49ers, that's a base offense kind of play. So it would be vanilla. I would love to see them do that and make the Rams defense stay home on the backside to create more running lanes for Elijah Mitchell and Jordan Mason. And let's see what Jordan Mason does. I don't know how much the 49ers are going to put Jordan Mason in situations where he's got a pass protect, but I'd like to see what kind of development we got there. I got to believe Anthony Lynn and Bobby Turner have been beating that into his head, what his responsibilities are in pass protection. I also want to see him going out for a pass and catching the ball as well for the mere fact that he was struggling early in the season, lining up on the wrong side, going the wrong direction on choice routes. So there's got to be something there. I want to see what the development is because ultimately we want to see these guys grow. And I'm hoping what we saw early in the season is different now. And we see Jordan Mason make an impact in the passing game. A more complete Jordan Mason is good for everyone. It's good for Mason. It's good for the 49ers offense. And we can just see more Mason in this offense eventually down the road. So this will be a nice growth and a nice kind of measuring stick game to see where Jordan Mason is. And if you're running the football consistently, you have a better chance of winning the time of possession. The 49ers and Rams are both going to want to win the time of possession in this game. Number one, the team that does that keeps their defense off the field. But also what it means is you have established a run game, and both of these teams are predicated on establishing the run game. The Rams' run game has been better this year uh, than it has been since probably Todd Gurley was the running back in Los Angeles. So this is a very talented run team. They're going to be without Kyron Williams, but they still have talented running backs that can do it. Uh, so we'll see if the, what the 49ers do on offense as far as running the football. I expect them to run it pretty consistently, and I expect the Rams to try to do the same thing as well. I think there's going to be a little bit of motivation to get Puka Nakua, his rookie record for receptions in a season. Uh, but after that, I don't know how much Puka will see. So it's going to be interesting, uh, but winning the time of possession is huge. I also think it's very important for the 49ers in this game to move the pocket for Sam Darnold. Uh, even though I want to see Darnold operate from inside the pocket occasionally, I do want to see them be able to get the run game going and then establish the play-action game where you can get Sam Darnold on the move, get him outside where he doesn't have his vision obstructed by offensive players, uh, linemen, hands up, and he can see clearly down the field and use his arm talent to throw the ball deep down the field or even to those intermediate routes. I think inside the pocket, Sam's going to want to get rid of the ball quickly and not as willing to extend plays. But outside the pocket, he's more willing to go deep down the field. He's more willing to take some chances on some of those deep passes. Uh, so I think getting him outside the pocket will make it more comfortable for him. Plus, once he's out of the congestion, he has the ability to just go ahead and take off and run. And I think that's where his God-given talent is, his athleticism and his just wickedly good arm. Uh, so those are strengths of Sam Darnold. His Strength, as far as in the pocket, is probably not reading on layered throws. Some of the things that Brock Purdy does very well over the top of a linebacker with just enough air underneath it, these precision passes. Darnold's more of a laser dart guy. Uh, so he's looking for guys to move horizontally so he can open up windows. And one of the ways you do that is by getting those linebackers moving with play action. It will open up windows horizontally so Sam Darnold can throw it through him. So I think that is a key uh, in this game is getting Sam Darnold on the edge 
creating those horizontal windows so he can throw the football, but also getting him out of the congestion where he can read freely and eventually, if he needs to, be able to run or throw the football away. Uh, so I, I expect the 49ers to try to do that, but it all gets started by running the football. Get that run game established and then get him on the move. I think the 49ers will really want to do that to win this football game. And it's necessary, highly necessary, for the 49ers to stay on schedule. They need to make sure on first and second down, they get at least six to seven yards and create third and manageable. The best situation for the 49ers is third and three and below. Uh, That way you can still run the ball if you want, or you can pass the football, but then it opens up the play action pass as well because they have to play the run just in case. Linebackers can't get deeper in their drops, make those throws over the middle of the field more difficult. Uh, it's it's easier for everyone when you can stay on schedule and make sure that you force third and short. So that's something the Niners really have to do. Success on early downs is important, whether that's throwing the football or running the football. Even though I think they want to turn to the run game more, still have to be prepared just in case. Over on the defensive side of the ball, uh, it's going to be the inverse, right? You want to run the football on offense. Well, on defense, you have to stop the run. And the Rams are going to come through with a couple young running backs. Um, they have some talent over there. But you're going to see Ronnie Rivers and you're going to see Royce Freeman. They're going to be carrying the football for the Rams. And they're going to be looking to do what they always do. Three wide receivers um, go ahead and spread the 49 yards into their nickel situation and then run the football with their zone running scheme. The 49ers are going to have to stop it. That means defensive linemen are going to have to hold up. Now, this type of scheme that the Rams normally run is better for the 49ers as far as stopping the run, where they can use athleticism. They can use their God-given talents to penetrate, get in the backfield, and create havoc. But the 49ers are also going to want to rest Javon Hargrave. So uh, they're going to play him some, and then they're going to want to rotate, which means Kinlaw, Givens, and Sebastian Joseph Day are going to get a lot of work there. Plus, setting the edge against the run game of the Rams is going to be interesting. Uh, Cleveland Farrell does a great job. Chase Young does a pretty good job as well. But I want to see the improvement for Randy Gregory. He's normally pretty good at it. Uh, there has been some questions with him throughout the season. Want to see him do well. And then I want to see Robert Beal Jr., how he holds up. Hopefully now he's back in shape after all the missed time that he had. Played a couple games. And so now we're going to get to see a good look at him. And let's be honest, with the 49ers having five defensive ends, the likelihood is they can pull Nick Bosa. Bosa might not even play. We'll see. Uh, but they can pull him early in this game and allow Robert Beal Jr. to be a part of that rotation and really get some extra snaps. I'd love to see him not just be able to put pressure on the quarterback with his GTFO speed, uh, but also the ability to stop the run. I want to see him set the edge uh, kind of the way he did at Georgia. He was pretty good at it, and I want to see if that uh, resonates with what he does in the NFL. So really curious about Robert Beal Jr., but they got to stop that run game. No Kyron Williams doesn't mean they're not coming with some some big stuff. It doesn't mean you won't see uh, jet sweeps, you won't see push passes, and you won't see counter plays. That all is a part of the game. And the Rams have the unique ability with the way that they go with their personnel that they can put you into a nickel situation and then use Ben Skoranek or Ben Skoranek uh, as a fullback type of player. Now, we haven't seen him have the, as much success blocking against 49ers as others, but he does a pretty good job. And they really employed a trap scheme last time against the 49ers. That was successful. That allowed them to get a run game going. Now, it was different than the running back was Cam Akers. So things have definitely changed since week two. 
Uh, but I expect since they already showed the 49ers that look and the 49ers are predicated on bringing penetration and getting upfield, that traps are going to be a part of this game. So traps, screens, quick throws, all part of what they want to do against this 49ers defense. And the 49ers know Carson Wentz pretty well. They've played against them before, and Carson Wentz has had success against the 49ers, 2-0 in his career. The defense would definitely like to get stops. I don't think it matters who they have in there. They want to win. They're a very proud unit. And I know Steve Wilkes is going to want to bring pressure on Carson Wentz, and he should. Uh, this is Carson Wentz's first meaningful snaps of the year. Get after him, put pressure on him, and make him make quick decisions. Make him decipher what you're doing on defense, and that means disguise your coverages. Week two, there wasn't a lot of disguised coverages from Steve Wilkes. It was pretty easy to determine what he was doing. He was just allowing them to complete passes underneath, rally and make tackles. It just felt like at some point the quarterback would not be able to hold up and consistently make those passes all the time. That at some point the pass rush would get there, one negative play, drive over. Matt Stafford blew that up in the first half last time. So accurate, got the ball out quickly, made the defensive line irrelevant, um, and then they had to make some adjustments, and he did. Well, what we've seen since the 49ers came out of the bye week against the Jaguars and beyond is you've seen a well-oiled machine on the back end. You've seen Steve Wilkes coming with more disguises, bringing more exotic blitzes, making things confusing, using his personnel in a variety of ways that just throws an offense off. When you think you know, you just don't know. And I think that's really good for the 49ers, and that's how you're going to take advantage of Carson Wentz. One of Carson Wentz's strengths is RPO. I don't know how much they'll run in this game, but that is something to watch as well. But I look for the 49ers to bring pressure. I look for them to try to disguise uh, what he is seeing, disguise the coverages, and just make it difficult. Now for the 49ers, it's going to be interesting because even though they're going to be playing a lot of backups, they're starting backups in this game. Logan Ryan will be having his second start of the season. Curious to see if his imp how his improvement goes. It was good in coverage. It needs to get a little bit better in run fits, but I think he will in this game, his second game. You just get better as you play. And then we're going to get to see some Isaiah Oliver at safety as well. But let's see how uh, he has transitioned from playing nickel corner to playing safety. He has the tackling ability. He has the size. He has the speed. This might actually be a nice fit for him, and he'll play there this week, and then divisional round, Deshaun Gibson will come back, and maybe Jair Brown as well. Then the 49ers would really be flush and uh, feel good about their safety position. So uh, you got to confuse him. And then no matter who's playing outside, I don't care if it's Sam Womack, Darrell Luter Jr., Diameter Lenore, Charverius Ward, uh, whoever it may be, play sticky coverage. Just make sure you lock these guys down and put pressure on them consistently. Because the one thing you can say about the Rams, they don't have lightning speed at the wide receiver position. They have speedy receivers. Tutu Atwell's got the ability, but physically you can slow him up in the first five yards. You can get your hands on him. You can press him as long as your technique is there. As long as you use your arms uh, to get your hands on him, you can slow him up. You can redirect him. So uh, there's that. With Puka Nakua, it's all about being in his hip pocket at all times. If you're in a zone, pick him up when he comes into your zone. Don't allow any easy catches for Nakua early on in the game when he's in there. Uh, but they got Demarcus Robinson. He's got some skills. Um, you do have to worry about him deep, but nothing like you just no, – no more than what you just saw with Terry McLaurin, you know, with Curtis Samuel, 
uh, with Jahan Dotson. Those guys were talented. This is a very equivalent type wide receiver room with no Cooper Cup. Uh, so just make sure you play on these guys. Play sticky coverage and 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 really make Carson Wentz go through his progressions. If you can make him get to read three, you should give the 49ers defensive line an opportunity to get home and pressure Carson Wentz. Now, with that being said, Carson Wentz is not the athlete he was when he first came out. His body's taken a little bit of a beating, but he still has the ability to escape the pocket and create with his legs. It won't be the big plays. The read option is probably not going to be as dynamic as it used to be. He was a very uh, athletic and probably underrated as a runner for a long time. So the 49ers need to make sure they get after him, but also pay attention to their pass rush and lane integrity and just make sure you keep him in the pocket, collapse the pocket on top of him. What you want to do every week, uh, but it's just a note to those guys because you're going to have a young player, Robert Beal, playing. You know, he does it. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day playing in his second game in a new scheme, going from playing a two-gap in a 3-4 defense to playing, you know, a a single gap, a gap uh, control defense, but an aggressive style, go put pressure on the quarterback defense. So it's going to be interesting to see how they marry that coverage, uh, getting them to hold the football for just a little bit, and then get, you know, make him get to reach three and four and then get the sacks. Uh, when it comes down to it, that's the game plan for the 49ers on defense. Stop the run, put pressure on Carson Wentz, uh, make him get through his progressions, get to the second half of his progressions, and then when you do, you should have enough time to get home and get him to the ground. It's going to be interesting, though. He makes plays happen. I'll say that about Carson Wentz. I think he's a little bit more inaccurate uh, than some of the other quarterbacks, and if he wasn't, if he, he was accuracy was closer to 67 68%, he would still be a starting quarterback in this league. So those are the that's the big key matchups over on the defense. Third downs is a, is a must, right? Hold the Rams to third and long. Uh, the Rams convert on third down at forty percent. That's kind of the me- middle of the road in the NFL. It's good. It's not great. It's good. It's not bad. Uh, so they do a pretty good job on third down. But if you force third and long in this game, especially with a backup quarterback. No Kyron Williams, no Matthew Stafford to make the magic happen. You have the ability to get off the field. And the 49ers have held teams to a 39% conversion rate on third down. They should be able to get the Rams off the field with those long third and situ- third down situations. For the 49ers, it's been 47% conversion rate. The Rams only give up 38%. So their defense is better on third down than the 49ers. Uh, but the 49ers offense has been superb. Top five in the league. As far as converting on third down, part of the reason they do it, they stay on schedule. They have third and shorts, and a lot of the times they stay ahead of schedule. So they just don't face as many third downs as everybody else. Uh, So that's one way to be successful. So third downs is going to be important. That's how you win the time of possession. That's how you keep your offense on the field and your defense off the field resting. And that's a recipe for success for any team in this league, and especially the 49ers. Turnovers are going to be a big part of this game. The 49ers and Rams, as far as giveaways, 17 and 17. So both of them do a really good job of taking care of the football. Basically a little over one turnover a game. 49ers would have been well under this if that big game against the Ravens didn't happen where they turned the ball over five times. Definitely skewed the stats one way or the other. And we've only seen a couple of multi-turnover games for the 49ers. If you stay in the right situation, you don't turn over the ball, you're going to have a good chance to win against the Rams because the Rams 
Even though they don't turn over the ball very much, they also don't create turnovers. The 49ers have created 27 turnovers this year. Uh, the Rams only 14. So 14 takeaways for the Rams, not good. 49ers have seven more interceptions than the Rams have turnovers overall. Uh, so they're not exactly a team that gets a lot of opportunities to get the ball for sudden turnovers that can make plays for their offense where the 49ers do. Uh, so that's going to be something big in this game. 49ers are plus 10 in turnover differential. The Rams are minus three. Uh, so that's the difference. That's why you've got a team that's 12 and four and a team that's nine and seven. Some of these stats really show you that when you get those turnovers, you get those sudden changes, you give your offense more opportunities to win the football game. And ultimately, that's what you want to do. So the 49ers are plus 13 overall against the Los Angeles Rams. And now I'm ready for the wow, that's bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> It's got to be really bold. It's got to be a whoa. And this one's interesting. You don't have starting offense of players, you know, for the most part, uh, playing the whole game. You don't have starting defensive guys. So now you're looking at some of the backups to be a part of the wow, that's bold predictions. And so I'm going to go with my first one being Elijah Mitchell is going to rush for over 75 yards in this game, and Jordan Mason's going to rush for over 50. And I think that that will put the 49ers in the right situation they want rushing the football. So Mitchell with 75, Jordan Mason with 50. And I think Sam Darnold is going to throw two touchdowns. I just think it's going to happen. I think Darnold's going to find some success. I think this 49ers offense will move the ball um, from time to time. I think there's going to be times they stall, drives they have to punt and have to, you know, have Mitch Wisnowski or Jake Moody come in and take care of business. But I do believe the 49ers are going to have some opportunities for Darnold to throw touchdown passes. Over on the defensive side of the ball, I think the 49ers are going to cost two turnovers. I think that Carson Wentz is going to put some footballs in harm's way, and the 49ers are going to come away with those turnovers. And I think that we are going to get an interception from Sam Womack. Uh, Womack finds the ball. He's going to have an opportunity to play in this game. I think he wants to go out there. I mean, you got to remember, against the Baltimore Ravens, they made Sam Womack inactive and they had Jason Verrett playing. This is Womack's opportunity to show them, hey, that was a mistake, and to show them you don't have to bring anyone else in. I am ready for this opportunity. I'm a ball hawk, but when it's asked for, from me, I'm going to go up and stop the run. That's the key. Uh, so let's see what Womack does in this game, but I think because he has a nose for the football, they're going to try him, and he's going to come away with an interception. And then we're going to get our first sack uh, – uh, for Sebastian Joseph Day. I think Sebastian Joseph Day is going to have a sack in this game. One time he's going to get pressure up the middle and get to Carson Wentz. And then how about this? Robert Beal Jr. is going to get his first sack of his career. I think he's going to be able to get pressure one time, chase down Carson Wentz, and get to the quarterback. And so those are my, wow, that's bold predictions. And now it's time. The score prediction for the 49ers versus Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm actually going to be at the game. I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, the opportunity to go to the game. Thanks so much to Abed from uh, David's Tire in Lodi, California, for giving me tickets to the game. I really appreciate it so much, Abed. So thank you. Uh, so I'm going to be at the game, and I'm going to be enjoying this. And I think I'm going to witness a 49ers win. I think the 49ers are going to get it done. Sam Darnold, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, some key players on offense will make enough plays. 
And I think the 49ers defense is going to show up. And even the backups are going to make plays. You heard me, Robert Beal Jr. sack, uh, interception by Sam Womack. I think there's going to be plays to be made. The 49ers are just going to make a couple more plays. The Los Angeles Rams, and they're going to win this game 24-20. to It's going to be great. We're going to have lots of information to talk about after the game. I will do my reaction show the day after because, of course, I'm going to the game. So uh, no reaction show the, ga- the day of the game. But I'll be back on Monday to talk about all the 49ers news and updates and we get a week off but that doesn't mean it's a week off from content there'll still be some content coming your way hope you guys will come back for all that like always please like and subscribe to the channel appreciate on the push for 5k and audio platforms you guys are the best thank you 40 hours cutback on believe this episode was brought to you by bet online where the game starts uh so guys lots of cool stuff coming up next week come join me for all the playoff conversation Until then, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.